everyone, welcome to What Really Works, a mental health podcast for young adults and youth. In these podcasts, you can expect to hear us chat about mental health and provide well-being tips and tricks with the odd joke thrown in. What Really Works is brought to you by Discovery College, an initiative run by the Canadian Mental Health Association Kelowna, where lived and living experience and learned experience informs everything we do. Now let's get started with today's episode. Hello, What Really Works listeners. Oh, it feels good to be podcasting today. Becky, oh, it's good to talk to you. How are you? I'm doing all right. The winter is coming, which I'm definitely starting to feel. But other than that, I'm doing all right. How are you doing? Oh, not too great, to be honest. <laughs> a little uh, going through a little bit of a rough patch with my mental health. Uh, but that's okay. There's ups and there's downs and I'm in a little bit of a down, but I'm okay with where I'm at in the down. So that's, uh, that's just something that to be aware of for myself. Uh, I miss ski season since you mentioned winter. Oh my goodness. Living on Vancouver Island, Like we do have a ski hill, but I haven't checked it out yet. Cause it's a little far from where I'm living, but my goodness, do I miss big white and the ski season? um yeah other than that I I don't know I'm all right I'm chilling (laughs) (laughs) yeah I feel like well thank you for being honest as well for our it's always good for our listeners to you know have that what's the word like reiteration of like it's okay when we're feeling rough and having a rough patch that's that's okay and we're just gonna roll with it yeah it's normal it's just as normal as the ups so Exactly. And kind of speaking to that in a sense that it is winter. Is it officially winter or is it still technically I, fall? I don't know. You but. know what? I walked outside yesterday and I was like, mm, yes, it smells like winter now. So in my books, it's winter. It's winter. Um, it's coming up to the festive season and we're in British Columbia. So anybody else who's in British Columbia is probably very aware of the weather events that have been happening recently so we do just want to remind people that we do have a couple of like podcast episodes that are kind of really supportive and based around those topics so we have one around climate anxiety and how to support ourselves with that um which might be a really great episode to listen to if you're feeling particularly um anxious or like feeling like mentally affected by um kind of the weather events that have been happening in bc and then also, we have the winter blues and SAD episode, as well as a kind of a preparing for the holiday season episode as well. So they might also be some good episodes to check out if you've not listened to those yet. Um, here's some hot knowledge from me and Olivia about how the winter season is not great for our mental health. <laughs> That's not what we're going to be talking about today. No, today we are continuing our relationship series. Da, 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 da. And think... we're talking about, <laughs> you think what, Becky, that you don't like my singing? No, I was going to say, I think that should be the in, like the little theme tune for the mini series. Oh, I forgot what it was already. I was like something like da 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 da. Anyway, um, and today we are going to talk about da 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 ending relationships. Not a fun, fun topic, probably, for most people. <laughs> I don't know why I'm so jazzed about it. <laughs> yeah, you're right. It sucks. It sucks ending relationships. But it's also a thing that sucks, but is absolutely necessary. Yeah, like relationships ending or breaking down can be, I mean, have a huge impact on our mental health, right, for a huge number of reasons depending on what's going on whether that's grief over the end of that relationship whether that has an impact on like our self-confidence or our self-judgment just lots of different reasons as to why it can have a huge impact on our mental health so yeah it's gonna be important one for us to talk about yeah I think one of the biggest ones for me is just it's a big change Mm. you know like when when you are in a romantic relationship or have a friendship that, you know, maybe you've become reliant on, or maybe you're just, yeah, just like used to having in your life, it becomes a part of your routine, someone that you're talking to all the time. 
and realizing that that relationship needs to end and either by yourself or, you know, by the other person ending that relationship, it's a huge shift. It's a huge change in our routines. It's a change in, um, yeah, just our lives that can be super tough to, to cope with and can produce a lot of anxiety because we don't really know how the change is going to impact us in the long run, right? Yeah. I think there's within that, there's just that element of like fear and anxiety with that change of like, what is my life going to look like without this person in it when, you know, if it's a best friend or a partner or whoever, like you say, that's a really significant change of like, okay, like this has been a person I've been like relying on a lot for a lot of different things, whether that's like social connection or like love or intimacy, whatever it is, like it's going to be like, you know, there can definitely at the start be that initial thing of like, what what is my life going to be like without this person who has played such a significant role, right? Yeah. Will I still be okay after they're not in my life in the same capacity anymore? Yeah, exactly. So it's huge. (laughs) (laughs) And I mean, it's huge, but it's also, I would say, super relieving when a relationship is ended that needed to be ended you know there's all this anxiety and stress and and just general worry and care ahead of time before ending that relationship of wondering how you're going to be afterwards wondering how the person is going to react afterwards but then typically you know if you're making the right decision and if you're making the decision that's supporting yourself in the best way possible it'll still hurt like heck but there's usually that sense of relief knowing that we've done the right thing to support ourselves, which is, doesn't really make it better, but for me makes, you know, makes it worth it. Yeah. And it definitely might be one of those things that really sucks in the short term, but in the long term is a whole lot better for us. Have you ever had a bad breakup? No. So. Oh, well because I was thinking in my in my head I was like I feel like breakups or like relationships ending in some shape or form is kind of I don't know if it's a little bit of a stretch to say it's unavoidable but for many of us we're going to experience it at some point in our lives right yes I think I've been fortunate enough in the sense that I've never had a huge like shift or clash with a friend to the point where there's had to be that okay like this relationship is ending I definitely have had relationships with friends where we've both kind of naturally grown apart yeah and there hasn't necessarily been anything that's been said it's just kind of naturally been like less and less contact over time my current partner is like the only partner I've really had so (laughs) you know who who knows I can't predict the future there could be at some point who knows whether we'll stay together or not but I can't predict that and me and Joe are very like (laughs) realistic as a couple as well in the sense that we definitely do things in the sense of like trying to support ourselves in being independent so like if we did break up hopefully it 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 wouldn't be like the absolute worst thing um so even like we moved into a new apartment and we had to buy all the furniture so like when we were doing it we're like well like we don't plan on breaking up but like if we do break up like who gets the sofa who gets <laughs> who gets the bed <laughs> kind of thing because we're like well it's going to be extra hard if we are breaking up deciding who takes what so at least that's being decided for us already kind of thing uh the only uh, well the only slight thing I've had is like when people have asked me when I thought it was a friendship but then somebody has asked me out on like a date or to be in a relationship like a non-platonic relationship and I've had to be like oh like set that boundary I'd be like oh no like that's not where this is going for on my end so that's about as far as it's gone for me okay I used to I have had a couple rough breakups for sure um I've had quite a few rough breakups I'd say all the way back to you know young Olivia kicking it on the playground in middle school dating my friend group and then dealing with that whole awkward mess of trying to remain friends with all of your friends but also dating all of your friends at the same time classic um and then yeah I went through a super tough breakup over a year ago um which 
needed to happen and was one of those breakups where it's like, oh my goodness, I'm so glad that it's finally over and that we finally have broken up and we're not together anymore. But leading to that point and actually getting to the crux of it, of the of it and ending the relationship was something that was super, super tough and something that we will probably explore a little bit in this episode as well of how we can support ourselves in not only knowing when we need to end a relationship in our life, but also how we go about doing that. And maybe that's where we might start. Because I know we wanted to talk about like, if we are going to end a relationship, like not some top tips, but like some things to just maybe be aware of or think about, as well as like how we actually support ourselves when that relationship has ended. But maybe the place to start is like how those like initial steps are like how might we know this is where it's going how might we know actually this relationship might need to end or take a break what's your gut feeling because mine's like go ahead go ahead (laughs) mine is just like how I feel about it so like if I if I dread seeing that person or I'm like extremely like nervous about seeing that person or or if I'm a little bit like when I leave seeing that person, I feel worse off than better, mm-hmm. I think is probably a big thing. So there's definitely been people where like when um, where, like moving to a new city, especially a new city in a new country, like you definitely put your feelings out there and try and make as many new friends or like make some friends when you move, right? Which then means sometimes you end up meeting with people and you kind of meet with them and you're like oh like we're just not on the same page like in the long run I can't see you actually being like a good friend yeah and my way of knowing that would be like leaving that and be like oh like I don't feel like I don't feel pumped after seeing that person like I'm not like oh yeah that was like I had like a great hour or whatever it is instead I'm like oh that was a bit of a chore or oh like I just feel a bit like uh, afterwards, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, that makes total sense. I agree with all of those for sure, especially feeling anxious beforehand or feeling, yeah, even anxious afterwards of, oh, did I say the right thing? Did they get upset about me saying this? Like, how how did this go? Just overanalyzing the relationship. That's typically a big sign for me that maybe it's not a relationship that I want to be engaged in. As well as just like thinking about not being in the relationship anymore, you know, like if that's coming, (laughs) if that's coming into your head of, oh, maybe I do want to break up with this person. Maybe we should break up. Maybe we shouldn't be uh, friends anymore. For me, that's my gut telling me, okay, I need to reevaluate this relationship because if I'm thinking about that, then there's something wrong. Yeah. Or even just a little bit of like having that gut feeling or in the back of our head of like, I feel like I deserve better than this. Mm-hmm. I think that's or just a a feeling well. something's wrong you know like I don't really know how to describe that but just a general feeling that there's something missing or there's something wrong just a sense of uneasiness that you can't pinpoint and that is the toughest feeling because you know something's wrong but you don't quite know what it is so then often we spend so much time trying to change ourselves or change the other person to try to make it work because we don't really know what the issue is um And it's hard to come to terms with the fact that maybe the issue is just incompatibility and it's not going to work. Even sometimes when we're like, no matter how much we want that friendship or relationship, whatever it is to work, that doesn't necessarily, like we can want something, but that doesn't necessarily mean that it is going to happen, right? Yeah, I would say with my most recent experience, that was exactly what I was going through is, you know, so badly you want things to work so badly. You want to, yeah, remain in the relationship to try to work on things because you're, you feel as though you're in love with the person, but then at the end of the day, there's just something that's not clicking. There's an incompatibility there, no matter how much you wish it wasn't there. And yeah, it's at the end of the day, thinking about whether or not you're going to feel more fulfilled and more yourself and more yeah just like empowered in yourself in this relationship or outside of that relationship yeah and even just like I think one of the hardest things about relationships ending 
especially when we're like coming to terms with like okay like I need to end this relationship or whatever is we can still love someone and know actually this relationship needs to end 100% which sucks because I think we all get taught love conquers everything right (laughs) they all get taught like oh if you both love each other whether that's platonically or non-platonically it'll always work out in the end and sadly that's that's not the case like love doesn't solve everything like sometimes it can be like a bit of a band-aid to slap on of like but underneath that there's like just so many things that aren't like matching up or like working well that means that actually like you say in the long run each person is probably going to be benefiting more and building confidence and like growing more outside of that relationship but it's such a hard thing to see yes Uh, so some of the things that we've talked about are ways that you can start to identify whether or not this relationship is continuing to serve you and based on, you know, what you see and what you're, what you're feeling and, and thinking about the situation, one of the things that I do want to mention is that there's plenty of times, in my opinion, where we know what we need to do in our guts and in our hearts, but our mind just hasn't caught up yet. And that's totally fine, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. I think that, you know, maybe knowing what you want or maybe our thinking brain doesn't exactly know what, what we want, but our, our knowing self, I don't know how to explain that. Like our gut knows what we want. And those two are not aligned um, immediately. And that's okay. If you need to give yourself more time while already knowing that this relationship might not be serving you, there's, in my opinion, I don't want to say there's nothing wrong with that, but try not to judge yourself so harshly on based on that because it's really difficult to leave a relationship whether it's platonic or not platonic and you know forcing yourself to get to a place in your mind where you're ready to leave that relationship I don't think that's the most supportive thing either you know I think we have to give ourselves the time and the space to be able to sort out exactly what we think and what we feel without pressuring ourselves to make a decision immediately that we might not be ready to make yeah especially since like I feel like tv and like media and stuff really like show it as people like have like a switch and it's like yeah the switch goes <laughs> off and they're like I don't want to be with this person anymore like I don't love this person anymore like I'm gonna break up with them or like I'm gonna end this friendship and it's like no like our emotions are way messier than that and it's not just like you know maybe for some people it is just an immediate thing where they suddenly get the ick and they're like okay I've realized what's going on the ick the ick <laughs> um but that but for a lot of us it's like it's a lot it's a lot slower there's a lot more of that oh like I'm not sure about that but then like when the good things do happen that makes up for it and it's like oh well then we doubt that gut feeling that we're having right it's not this like clear-cut black and white thing and even when we choose to end that relationship we can doubt ourselves with that decision afterwards because of those like messy feelings because we still love that person right because we start to blame ourselves for everything that's gone wrong Mm -hmm. yeah so you know I remember supporting a friend one time and it was one of my housemates and they texted me and they were like can you come upstairs and I was like that's weird like they never text me saying can you come upstairs and I was like okay like what's going on and they were sat in their bed crying I was like what, what's up and they're like I've just just called my girlfriend and I've just broken up with them and I was like oh okay like and they're like I know it was the right decision because it's been not good for a long time and I was like okay like that's okay that you're upset about and they're like I'm scared that I've made the wrong decision Mm -hmm. and they're like I feel like I've done it before where I've broken up with someone before and then afterwards for a long time I was like I wish I hadn't made that decision and they're like and now I'm absolutely terrified that I've done it again which is just you know that's so intense to be dealing with and just makes it so much more confusing when we're like should I end a relationship should I not like 
is there a way of finding like some weird middle ground like (laughs) to be honest I've never dealt with that feeling of ending a relationship and then regretting ending that relationship afterwards and I know that people do experience it but yeah it's not something that I've experienced before maybe because I always hold on to relationships a little bit too long after I already know that I want that they need to be ended I'm not sure um but yeah that must be such a tough feeling to feel and make yeah and make ending relationships in the future so much harder because you understand the flip side of the coin of maybe that wasn't the best decision and there were other things going on in my life whatever it might be yeah um that would be something that I would offer as a supportive technique maybe when you're thinking about ending a relationship is taking a look at what else is going on in your life, you know, not making split decisions on relationships that perhaps mean a lot to you. If you, you know, if you just got fired from your job, it might not be the best time to then end your relationship because you might be feeling a lot of residual feelings from that big change in your life Um, or whatever it might be. Maybe you're not in the best mental space. So you can um, maybe think about your those decisions when you're feeling a little bit more well those sorts of things but other than that yeah I don't know that's a tough position to be in yeah one thing as we like move into like when we've chosen to end the relationship and like some of the things that might be important to consider I just want to say one thing maybe not to do is oh yeah try (laughs) And this is something that is also always on social media and TV and stuff. Don't behave like a jerk. So in hopes that the other person is going to break up with you. And why not, Becky? Why should you not do that? I mean, for a start, that's not going to be pleasant for anyone, is it? Like for, that person's going to be questioning a lot of like, why all of a sudden is this person doing all these things that really are hurtful to them? on purpose right like if we're trying to get someone to break up with them we're doing things that we know are gonna affect them and in hopes that that makes us not like them but also it's just like I know if someone's gonna break up with me I'd want them to just be like honest so that it's gonna help me in the long run like grow and learn and be able to move on from it right versus being like oh like my partner suddenly just like switched and turned into this green eye monster was being horrible to me all the time so I ended up deciding to break up with them even though I don't really know why they started just behaving like that as well yeah it's also just um manipulative and emotionally abusive (laughs) yeah (laughs) towards somebody else um in any capacity deciding that you're going to specifically change the way that you're interacting with someone to get a specific reaction out of them that is manipulation yeah and that is wrong (laughs) so I would definitely suggest not doing that either as well as you're not learning anything you know um Man, I remember the first time that I had to let someone go, not like in a relationship, but in a work capacity. The first time I had to, I guess, terminate in a work relationship, I cried the entire time that I was trying to tell this person no and that they weren't that they weren't going to be chosen for this thing and that, yeah, they couldn't work with us anymore. Um, but it was a really good learning experience for me, you know, so I think that that logic applies with relationships and ending relationships too is it teaches you a lot about yourself it's a tough thing to do but sometimes we got to do tough things we have to put ourselves in uncomfortable places to support our growth in our character but then also to I don't know support ourselves for the future it's not a very realistic thing to expect that you'll never have to end relationships as you move about life and expecting that you know others will just end them for you yeah sometimes we've just got it like the easy option is not a good option sometimes like the hard option is although it's going to feel worse in that moment in time like we're going to feel better for it and the other person's going to in the long run probably feel better for it as well exactly and if we really cared about the other person that we're that we're with um you know just on a human to human level then we wouldn't want to put them in a position of increased 
I don't know, like uncomfortability and stress when we can just be honest and upfront with where we're at. Yeah. A lot, a lot easier said than done though. Speaking of ending relationships by being nasty towards another person, ending a relationship by completely ghosting or just leaving. I was chatting with one of my recent friends um, that I've made here and they were telling me about, you know, one, a really unfortunate and tough story and tough experience that they had of, you know, being in a relationship with someone for a few years and then waking up and they're just gone with no explanation. Awful. Awful, right? And the reason it's so awful is because there's, you're leaving someone with such an intense such intense uncertainty and unknowing around what they've done, if you're okay, if, yeah, like just absolutely no idea what's going on. We've talked about grief before in our past grief podcast, and um, that would be, what type of grief is that, Becky? Uh, Ambiguous, is it? Yeah. Because it's kind of like we don't really know. I mean, we're presuming that the relationship's over. Yeah, so we we've talked about grief on our grief podcast before our grief episode. And this is, this would be an example of ambiguous loss, ambiguous grief, which we we know is quite tough for us to move through because there's so much uncertainty and we feel, yeah, like a sense that we haven't really resolved the issue leaves us with residual feelings that are really tough for the other person to move through. So yeah. Don't just ghost because it leaves the person with ambiguous loss, which is really hard to cope with. From a mental health point of view, let's think about what the long-term impact is for that individual who has left, like who is in that building left by a partner. How, like think about the impact that will have on any future relationship. You're always like, I know in my situation, if I didn't do some really, really hard work, and when I mean really hard work, I, like, I think I would need like long-term like guided support, like with like, a mental health professional, because if I didn't, I would, for every relationship, I would be terrified of being abandoned. Yeah. I, I would be terrified of waking up one day again, because if that person's given no clues, that person's given no answers, then it, we were left with that view of like, well, this person can do that to me who was one of the closest people to me then like maybe anyone could do Mm -hmm. that right yeah it's like and it's so hard because as well I'm also from like a mental health point of view I'm like well like everything on the flip side of it why is that person making that decision right of course but it's just and this is why like this podcast is going to be very much about like things to like consider important and be like this would be the best way of doing things hopefully I don't know if there's a best way of doing things I don't think there's no right or perfect way of doing things but there's certainly some things to like consider that will help both people's mental health and position in the long yeah run. the most cordial way of doing things to support to support each other moving forward yeah well speaking of that we should probably just launch in to some things that we can do to support ourselves and or just be supportive when we are choosing to end a relationship and the first one that we have here no surprise folks is be clear and honest like honest but like just enough honest so like don't go into absolute nitty-gritty and leave that person feeling like everything was awful and wrong but like be honest if we're like I have had a bad life you know I've not been feeling right about this for a long period of time and or whatever it is or even if it's like for breaking up a friendship and they've done an action that we're just like really not okay with and it's like you know what I need to like take a break from this friendship because of this or even if it is uh, like as that's going on of like I need to take a break from like a friendship because I've got x y and z going on but the the less honest we are the more that we're gonna end up going around in circles I think and I think honesty is not just for the individual that we are ending the relationship with but it's also for ourselves so that we're able to get you know some of the things off of our chest and off of our mind and our conscience that we might be thinking about later you know with those regret feelings so being honest with ourselves in the moment and that person in the moment supports us supports our future self 
with the potential feelings of regret and nervousness and anxiety around our decisions. Yeah. I feel like it also means if we're being honest, we can like feel comfortable standing firm with what we are saying and like standing firm if someone is kind of like pleading with us like whereas if we're maybe less honest then it's like it's harder to set those boundaries because that person's going to be like well that like normally if we're not being honest we're doing something to try and soften the blow in our minds right um which then means that person may very well be like, well, I can see how this could work. I'll be a solution to it, right? Whereas if we're just being honest and being like, no, like this is what it is, then hopefully that would be less likely. Yeah, and you know, that also stops those classic breakup scenarios that we see so often of one foot in, one foot out. Yeah. If there's anything that I would suggest, it would be don't do the one foot in, one foot out. Um, you know, trying to be friends right away after you break up. I mean, I, I don't know, to each his own. I don't want to offer specific specific advice on it um, because, you know, every relationship is different. But I would just suggest being very open and clear with yourself and exactly what it is that you want in the relation, like out of the relationship and what you don't want. And what's realistic, you know? So is it realistic for you to maintain a friendship with this person right off the bat for both of you? Um, I would usually say no, but it depends on your situation, I guess. Um, (laughs) Me, I guess, just, um, yeah. So I don't know. I would say not, try not to do one foot in, one foot out and being honest and clear helps support that. Yeah. And I think, you know, within that comes like almost being a little bit prepared like knowing what we want to say what we need out of that I think will one help us with the nervousness and anxiety of doing it because it's like okay we've thought about this already about what we want and need um but also is I think will just help us if there's like that pushback right yeah yeah which is easier said than done because also I think with being being prepared quite often what we end up doing is going in with like expectations and assumptions and what we want to do is be prepared but also have no expectations and assumptions which is really really hard because I I don't know about you but do you play out the scenario in your head of like okay I'm gonna say this and then this is what their response is gonna be so then I'll respond to that like this and then this will be how it ends kind of thing Oh, Becky. Yes. I have anxiety. I do that with every decision I make in my life. Yes. <laughs> and the, the thing is, is, you know, sometimes I'll do that. And in my head, I'll tell myself that's how I'm preparing. But then as soon as that person doesn't respond with that exact sentence, I come up for them in my head, then I'm totally thrown off. I'm like, well, what do I say now? Because they've gone <laughs> off script. <laughs> They didn't know what I wanted them to say. Exactly. <laughs> so being prepared with like just the core things that we know we want to say and what our needs are, but yeah, not having a full conversation planned out, I feel. Yeah. Not having expectations of the other person. Like at the end of the day, you are choosing to end this relationship and we can't expect that the person that we're communicating with is going to receive that willingly, receive that in a nice way, receive that in the way that we are hoping. Um, But throughout the conversation, you just need to keep maintaining what it is that you want and the boundaries that you're setting and not sway from that based on the other person's reaction, which is very difficult to do. We can also, to try to be supportive in when we're ending a relationship, try not to argue. Now, this is a toughie, holy, especially for me, my goodness. Um, Essentially, you know, if we're ending a relationship and we've made our decision, then there's really no need to argue back and forth. Um, Arguing, I would say, when ending a relationship is essentially... um, just a way of pushing those boundaries, a way of continuing to try to fight for the relationship, a way of pushing off blame often, a way of, yeah, just elongating the decision and making it more complicated for everyone involved, right? Because at the end of the day, the decision is the decision. And it's not always super necessary to go into all of the reasons why and argue all the different points of who did what and who said what and why this is the case. Because 
it's the result. So is there a lot of point in arguing the result? Not really. Yeah. And I think what goes hand in hand with that is like avoiding like blaming or shaming someone. Yeah. They're already probably going to feel pretty bad in the sense that like, you know, ending a relationship isn't easy. And especially if they're not anticipating or even if they were anticipating, it still doesn't feel nice. Um, Yeah. And especially if we start going down into that argument kind of um, stream, whatever. Um, If we start going down like an argumentative route, then that's when we start to like say hurtful things and like start to shame a person for what they have been doing or um, start to just like purely place blame only on that person, Um, which in the long run that's really going to stick with that person and we're trying to be as kind and compassionate as possible when we're ending a relationship not trying to be as hurtful as possible possible right yeah oh one of I'll admit and it's just coming to my head now um another thing that we would suggest or I would suggest when choosing to end a relationship is to not give in to the other person's emotions or requests in the moment, Um, setting those clear boundaries that, you know, maybe we can talk about it later if the person is really emotional or, um, or like we can touch base and continue the conversation at a different point Um, or saying, you know, like, no, like, no is no is no, like, this is my decision. And regardless of you know, the other person's reaction, regardless of your reaction, this is the way that it's going to be. And that can seem really intense and kind of harsh, but I know I myself have been the person on the other end, like literally begging for a relationship not to end of being like, please, please, please. Like I like, please don't leave me essentially. Um, And you know what? I'm so glad that they did (laughs) like, so, so glad. Um, so yeah, keep those boundaries regardless of, you know, what the person is coming back to you with. If you know that that's the right decision for you, put thought into the location. Mm. That's a good one. I like that one. Yeah. And I think this really depends on the relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause I think everyone automatically thinks, well, the best place is to like go to that person's home. Um, which for a lot of places it might be like a lot of people say they would prefer it be done like face to face right but we do also just have to bear in mind like where is the safest like we might be choosing to end a relationship because it is abusive or it is manipulative which then means going to that person's home might not be the safest option for us yeah but also we might want to think about do we want to be doing it in a restaurant that's really quiet in front of people and then we've got to sit and finish the meal afterwards like <laughs> what what's going to be the most supportive for the people involved I guess yeah and you know like meeting up for a walk or something like that it could be maybe it's pretty public and you know the person's going to be pretty emotional so that's not yeah it'll it'll just depend and it'll depend on the relationship and you know what you feel comfortable doing with as well but definitely something to keep into consideration for sure well and I also think as well like maybe don't just like swing a text but like are we doing it over the phone are we doing it in person because in person is probably one of the the better ones depending on the relationship if you live closely but like if you're long distance yeah do we go all the way there no I well I don't want to say no (laughs) be um my personal experience I have ended like a pretty long relationship over the phone because we were doing long distance it was we were together for like five years. So that, yeah, that was a pretty intense conversation to have over the phone, but I am happy that that's the way it ended because it needed to be done. And I think any sort of visiting or something like that would have made the situation worse. So it just depends, you know, I think a lot of people will tell you not to let it always in person is the best, but I think it definitely depends on the circumstances, depends on how safe you feel, depends on the distance, depends on the time, all of that kind of stuff. Depends on how stressed you are too. Like it depends on where you're at in your mental wellness. At the end of the day, the most important person to us should be ourselves. And if we are really, really struggling and remaining in this relationship for one more second is like genuinely harming our wellness, and there's not an opportunity to meet up in person, then a phone call 
if that's going to support your wellness in the most, in the best way moving forward, then yeah, I don't see, I personally don't see anything wrong with that. And the last one that we have here, one of our last ones is kind of what I was getting into earlier of just understanding that most likely it's inappropriate for us to continue to be that person's main support. Um, I think the reasons behind that and is because, you know, like when we are in a relationship with someone, whether it be non-platonic or platonic, we do develop usually a system of mutual support, which ends up being interlinked with the relationship that we have with the person in a lot of ways. So when you remove the relationship components and just try to isolate the support component, it's not super realistic because there's still a relationship that was formed. There's still relationship-ness. I don't know how to say that. There's still like all of that muck mixed in, you know, and muck and support don't really lend hand, don't really go hand in hand. And it's like, this is why having like a circle of support is so important, not just having one individual person in our lives for support, right? Because like we might have someone who's our most like go-to person, right? Like, so I would say my partner is my like most go-to person for, for support. Yeah. Um, but it's also important for me to have other people other than just my partner as my support system, because if something goes, well, even if just something goes on and Joe's not there, I need to have somewhere else to go so that I'm not in absolute panic of, oh my goodness, who's going to support me because he's not here kind of thing. And it's particularly important for for guys to do that because there's a lot of research into like social determinants of health and it's really interesting when you look at social determinants of health for especially cisgendered straight men that they the only real support person that they have is their partner and when that relationship breaks down that has a huge huge impact on their mental health because really their only support has gone so just kind of want to throw that into the ether that it's just incredibly important to have friends that we can say hey this is really tough or have health professionals peer support groups phone lines whatever it is where if we're having a really rough time and we need to reach out for support and we either don't have a partner or that relationship is broken down or they're just not available at the moment in time we have more than one place to go yeah, and if you if we refer back to our previous episodes about how to support a healthy relationship, we talked about, you know, one of the things that is helpful to maintain and create a supportive and healthy relationship is not relying on that partner for everything, which includes being your main support person, right? So if we're able to set up that relationship in a supportive way and have multiple people that we're able to go to when maybe we're not feeling the greatest or we just need to chat or we just need a laugh, um, then hopefully that will be something that's already in place by the time we get to the ending of the relationship. If it's, yeah, if we've made that stuff available to ourselves, which again is a lot harder, is a lot easier said than done. Yeah. Yeah. And then I think just the final, and well, for me, the final bit to say on this, you feel free to add in is just when we're thinking about ending our relationship just consider how we would like to be treated in that situation how we would like that to be gone about and then try and reflect that and like act upon that right yeah absolutely treating people the way that you want to be treated the classic golden rule yeah Mm -hmm. well how do we support ourselves through the ending of a relationship there's lots of things we can do. <laughs> yeah. And I think how we support ourselves might look a little bit different depending on our place within that relationship ending. Yeah, absolutely. For example, if it was a mutual ending or we've chosen to end the relationship, that support might look, there's still going to be some, you know, key ways of supporting ourselves. But I think those roles versus maybe it wasn't our choice. Mm. for the relationship to end there might be some additional things that we need to really do to support ourselves in that absolutely so if it's not our choice um 
one of the, a couple of the things that I think are really important that Becky and I think are really important are, you know, giving ourselves time to grieve and knowing that there's no, there's no time that grieving ever is supposed to finish or, you know, when we're not supposed to be sad anymore, when we're not supposed to think about it anymore. Um, if we're still thinking about that relationship a couple of like a year down the line and still grieving that loss, that's okay. You know, there's yeah. no, there's no, there's no guidebook for our emotions. There's, there's no one correct way to process through things. So if we need more time than we thought that we would to process the ending of a relationship and more time to grieve than we thought we would, then that is, yeah, then there's nothing wrong with that. That's just the way that we're feeling. Yeah. And I think even if we, if we've ended that relationship or if it was a mutual kind of decision, I think there's still that grieving process because it's still a loss of something, right? Yeah, that's a good point for sure. One thing I think that's important to know is I think, I mean, with anything, I think we always like to think that it's just going to be linear where we start out feeling awful and then we eventually just like go up and up and up and feel better at the end. And I think with things like relationships ending, it is we more of a roller coaster where one minute we can be actually feeling pretty good and pretty happy. And then the next moment it's like, okay, actually, no, I feel, I feel rubbish about this again, actually. Well, it's a loss. And if, yeah. And if we know anything from about, if we know anything about loss, no, I'm just joking. If we, yeah, if we think about the ending of a relationship as a grieving process and as a process of loss, uh, then it makes 100% that it would be fluctuating up and down based on the day, based on the hour, based on the season, whatever it might be. Yeah, or even just based on, we might see something that knocks us. Yeah. You know, we might see something on TV that reminds us of that relationship. or Hear a song or engage with another person that, you know, there's tons of things that can trigger memories. Yeah, so I think... And just being kind to ourselves when that happens, you know, like being kind to ourselves. If we do get upset hearing a song that meant something to us in that relationship, that's okay. Yeah. Don't blame, try not to blame ourselves or judge ourselves if we, yeah, for our feelings around it. Yeah. And even just like, even talking about judging ourselves or blaming for ourselves, trying not to go too far down into a circle of like self-blame around that relationship of just being like this relationship didn't work because I didn't do this and I didn't do this and I didn't do this like it was all on me kind of thing oh gosh I'm so good at doing that I I think it's so hard to stop ourselves going down like I think once we start it's really it's really hard to stop ourselves like going down that hole yeah 100 (laughs) percent it is a hole that sucks you in quickly one thought and then one thought all of a sudden leads to 30 for sure um prioritize obviously our most basic self-care but no seriously um yeah just taking care of ourselves and understanding again that it's a significant change a significant loss and often I think in movies in tv shows in our friend groups breakups are seen as this thing of oh just get over it just quickly get over it just rip the band-aid off stop thinking about it like move on go party have fun like whatever but that's not realistic or true at all, you know, so not judging yourself again. um, But also, yeah, if, if all you can do that day is shower, because you're going through a really tough breakup, then that is okay. Yeah. Um, One thing that we can do, maybe when we're feeling ready for it, is kind of what you were talking about right at the start, Libya, of how actually as hard as it is going through a relationship ending, actually in the long run we can like grow and like empower ourselves and yeah just be like really independent and think about focus on us and do exactly what we want to do kind of thing um and that's something that like there's like an activity called door door open door closed where like the door closed stuff is like okay like that's the relationship ending like this person's probably not going to be in my life anymore um like I'm not part of that like partnership kind of thing but then the door open is thinking about okay because that door has closed 
what is now actually opening up to me that I maybe couldn't do before or felt like I couldn't do before what do I want to do what can I focus on um and that might be like I can just like make decisions however I want to and not have to think about it I can focus just on myself and my independence I can do that trip that I always wanted to do but that person wasn't feeling up to it that kind of stuff yeah and it can also be (laughs) I am not going to feel anxious every day anymore I'm not going to continue to be blaming myself every time I see this person anymore I'm not going to have to keep going through this mental energy of thinking about what I want and what I don't want anymore and whether or not we should break up anymore you know those are all can be really big relievers once they're not present in our life anymore I think about how much like mental capacity you have like brain space when you're not thinking about that all the time yeah totally (laughs) so much brain space oh my goodness what else do we have here anything else that you want to add Becky of how we can support ourselves I think it's important for us to as much as we might not want to in that situation but respect what that other person has stated are their needs or like their boundaries so for example if that person's like I don't want us as to speak anymore like I'm just like not in a space for that like trying to respect that because as much as we might want to like push that boundary or break that boundary probably in the long run we're gonna not feel great about doing it yeah you know like when we're breaking a relationship or ending a relationship we're expecting essentially that that person respects our boundaries and will understand that this relationship's over um so if we were expecting that of the other person then we have to hold ourselves accountable to the same realities of if they then in put boundaries in place that we're not super stoked on that we were not expecting as a result from the relationship then we need to give them yeah exact the same respect and hold ourselves accountable in the same way and help to maintain those boundaries yeah and I think one thing as well is that like those boundaries might change as well like they might they may change based on like what our experience is so I'm just even thinking about how quite a lot of my friends when the the relationship have ended have been like you know we're gonna try and be friends we're gonna um and we were just like thinking about a friend uh recently who a relationship ended and they they had a pet together and they were like yeah but you can come see like the pet like whenever works best for you and then after a couple of times of that their ex-partner doing that they were like actually I'm starting to feel really uncomfortable about this it's it's making me realize that it's actually crossing a boundary for me so we need to like set some new rules and boundaries around this yeah and that's okay if we're like okay like actually I thought I'd be okay with this but now it's actually happening I'm realizing I'm not 100% okay with this because really when that relationship's ending we're really just like learning and finding our way through what is and what isn't okay around that person now yeah which can be confusing super confusing like oh I thought I'd be fine seeing you but actually I'm not (laughs) yeah but that makes sense right as we remove ourselves from a relationship our feelings become more and more clear surrounding what we want right whether it be that regretful feeling that we were talking about earlier that some people have experienced or relief or understanding a little bit more where we're at and what we want so it makes sense that boundaries would change as a relationship you know as the relationship progresses or as the ending of the relationship progresses rather yeah and even just like like in a sense of how we feel around that person is going to change over time right like when we when there's that initial relationship ending like it's probably going to feel pretty tender and sore if we bump into that person or think about that person or hear about that person you know quite a lot of relationships end and there's a lot of mutual friendships oh yeah you were Um, with me when we when I when I saw my uh partner very soon after breaking up the relationship I think it was a day or two right and we were in the car together and I just had a complete emotional breakdown afterwards and it's like I mean you know and it's one of those things where I don't know is there a way that we can even just think about okay if I see this person like what am I gonna do like how am I Mm -hmm. gonna support myself through that yeah Um, what are gonna be my like action steps right it's 
we've talked about in one of our episodes before, I don't know which episode, so maybe Becky will remember, but creating a plan for bad days, you know, so we can create a plan for ourselves for when we might run into this person, right? Like what are our action steps going to be? Yeah. I think it's the podcast episode is called being prepared for bad days. Aha. Makes sense. <laughs> so prepared. Um, but yeah. And like, and as well, I, I think one thing that we need to also normalize is how it can be incredibly anxiety provoking if we live in the same city as that person, just thinking of like, what if I bump into this person? You know, we used to go to this restaurant all the time. Like, and if I go there with my friends, am I going to bump into them? Like, mm-hmm. like, it's okay for feeling anxious about that. Like, it's understandable to be like, oh my goodness, what am I going to, how am I going to feel when I see this person? Am I going to feel totally okay? And actually I'm going to be like, you know what? It was like, the best decision like it was a good decision or are we gonna be like oh my goodness like I feel awful like that and really I think we're probably not gonna know until it happens and that's okay absolutely moral of the story is relationships ending sucks (laughs) yeah moral of the story is yeah exactly ending relationships is not easy um no matter what relationship you're ending What really works, listeners, obviously ending relationships is never easy, whether it be a platonic relationship or a non-platonic relationship. I think most usually we talk about ending non-platonic relationships, but ending platonic ones can be, yeah, just as difficult, if not more difficult. We don't talk about ending friendships very often um, as a breakup, but... I think it operates in this in the same way, right? Um, and that we should, at least in my in my opinion, um, try to use these same techniques when we notice that a friendship is not supporting us in the best way possible. Yeah, I think often our default will be to just not interact with that person anymore, um, to slowly start to remove them from your life and not communicate as much, to yeah, to basically just slowly phase someone out of your life. But that can be a pretty you know, not nice experience for the other person as well. So I would say just as much as we would promote these supports being used in the ending of a romantic relationship, very much support these being used in the ending of a of a non-romantic relationship as well. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I think that's all I got. Is that all you got? I think so. Which I think brings us to the end of our mini series. Oh, that's kind of exciting but sad resume normal well I mean this is still normal podcasting but resume non-relationship related podcasting yeah and if any of the what really works listeners have an idea about another mini series that you would like us to do or any podcast topics please 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 reach out to us We would love to see you reach out to us. We would love to talk to the What Really Works listeners. We don't talk to y'all very frequently, but we know there's lots of you out there listening. So message us, message us, message us. Let's see what you guys want to hear. Yeah, and also, this is exciting. Obviously, it was the Spotify wrapped recently. Oh, yes. Which is just exciting anyway, because I love seeing the stats for like What Really Works. And What Really Works has reached 14 countries this year. (gasps) very exciting and we've released 21 episodes in the year of 2021 that's funny and then also special shout out to the 15 listeners where we were your most listened to podcast so out of all the podcasts in the world 15 of you listen to what really works the most and was your favorite out of all of them so if you're one of those 15 hit us up I want to know who's out there listening consistently to the podcast more than any other podcast that you listen to that is so awesome and we super appreciate the support and we love you guys yeah um and also shout out to we had uh, over 2,000 episodes listened to. So shout out to all those who were, have been tuning in this past year. It's been great chatting to you, even though we can't see you. Oh, I'm getting emotional. <laughs> <laughs> cool. All right, what really works, listeners? We will chat to you soon. Yeah, we'll probably chat to you in the new year. 
Oh yeah. We'll ring in the new year together yeah. with a what really works new year's podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, goodbye everyone. Goodbye. Thanks again for listening to us. We hope you enjoyed this podcast. You can find us on all major podcast streaming platforms. And if you don't want to miss any future episodes, you can follow us or subscribe to What Really Works. To find more from Discovery College, go to discoverycollegecolona.com. And thanks again to Staple Studio in supporting us to produce this podcast.